Welcome back to Your 1230, the only podcast where our guests tell their story with the help of only 12 questions in ideally 30 minutes. This week, we are thrilled to be joined by Chad Bowman. Chad is a Marine Corps veteran and a mortgage lender who has specialized in VA loans in Texas since 2004. He has been teaching VA classes for Texas Realtors for over 15 years, and the knowledge and expertise from his VA classes helps Realtors help military veterans buy homes. Chad, thank you for joining us this week. We are really happy to have you. Thanks, Mike. Happy to be here, man. Excited to speak with you today. As am I. And I kind of want to start with the last part of your bio there, the teaching uh, realtors or working with realtors in the classroom. How have you found that that translates to uh, helping veterans uh, make that purchase, whether it's their first or their next? Uh, what, what do you talk about in the classroom that a realtor may not know before they, uh, they sit in your class? Sure. Well, we really teach realtors how VA loans work from start to finish. So it's about the benefits of the program. It's about how they get pre-approved. Um, but really important is how they put together an offer for a veteran, what to put in the contract, uh, and then what inspections and things are required or not required on a VA loan. So a lot of realtors have experience, of course, doing all of those things, but not necessarily doing them with a VA buyer. So that's where my class specifically covers everything that a VA buyer or realtor would come across working with a VA buyer in the loan process. Um, and it's really start to finish from, like I said, from benefits all the way through to funding. Uh, so that way they're more prepared. Uh, and really, veterans tend to turn to their realtors with questions about the financing, and so it just helps for the realtor to really understand how it works. They don't have to know the nitty-gritty of every single bit of it, but it helps so much for them to get a feel for why VA is so important, how to help a veteran get through the process, and how to help them you know, use their VA benefits. Well, excellent. That's, uh, that's helpful kind of walking us through that. And then even taking a further step back, um, how did you decide that the Marine Corps was the right choice for you? Okay, going back a ways there. Uh, you know what? I always want to challenge myself, and I, I uh, graduated from high school up in Philadelphia, and I drove to Texas the next week. I heard Austin was uh, great for entrepreneurs and starting businesses, so I wasn't quite ready to do that, but I was ready to get to Texas. So anyhow, I, I drove to Austin, and uh, I worked for about a year and all kinds of crazy stuff during that time, and then uh, I decided, you know what? Before I go to college, maybe it's time to just do the Marine Corps thing. So I always wanted to be in the military. Uh, I heard the Marine Corps is supposedly the hardest, so I thought that's got to be for me. So I joined the Corps, became a grunt. You know, they give you choice to anything you want when you do well in those tests, and I'm like, I want to be a grunt. And they're like, okay, you can be a grunt. So I was a machine gunner during the, the first Gulf War. Uh, but by the time they got me through training and infantry school and all that good stuff, they were already bringing people back. So I actually was not sent to the Gulf. Ended up spending my time in uh, Japan and Okinawa. Uh, beautiful place, uh, especially Mount Fuji. Spent time there. And, uh, yeah, it was a great experience. I don't know if I appreciated it at the time, realized really how much I was getting out of it. But when looking back, I really got a whole lot out of life experience out of being, being a Marine and being part of that, that brotherhood. I, I, I can imagine. And I, I just want to ask a couple of follow-ups there. Oh, no. <laughs> Driving to Texas from Pennsylvania, I, I assume, is not a unique thing, but it's definitely not something that everybody does. Was there a specific job? Was there, uh, was there a woman involved? What, what led you oh, to nice. jump You're going to go car? there, huh? Yeah, no. No, nobody, no woman involved. Uh, no, I just, I've always been independent. I wanted to kind of get out on my own. And um, I, so I grew up on the East Coast, and I had a grandfather in Florida, so I spent some time in, in Florida. And so I knew the East Coast. The West Coast was too far away. That was just like, oh, crazy California. So I thought, you know what? 
Texas looks good. I read up on it and it was like Austin, Texas is the place to, you know, start a business or entrepreneurial. And it just sounded cool. So I think I, I made a good choice. Maybe it was luck, but uh, picking Austin, uh, I've been here pretty much ever since, except for five years where I moved to California and they came back. But uh, just a, I, I just love being in Austin and uh, it's worked out real well for us. Very nice. And you mentioned a year of, uh, say, fumbling through a couple of roles and you had entrepreneurial dreams. Uh, what, what was your idea for, for, for your business and what did you end up doing during that year? That year was a little different. So, I, I mean, I was just out of high school, right? So I didn't know anything. Um, I was actually a private investigator for my first, I don't know, six months or so in Texas. And I got that through a friend of a friend, a family member, something. And I don't even remember, but that, I wasn't good at that. I was not good at that at all. Um, and I drove all over Texas and it was just a crazy job. It sounded cool, but it was not, not for me. Um, I can't believe I'm gonna put this on here, but I actually taught aerobics of all things for a little while. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of okay. funny. Um, I was not expecting that. So I don't think they even call it that anymore, but that's what it was called back in the day. Um, so I, I did not start a business during that time. Uh, I, it wasn't until actually I got out of the Marine Corps and went to university of Texas, uh, business school that I started a cleaning business. And the whole time I was in school, I had a, a janitorial business called neat freaks. I had myself and a business partner. We were neat freaks. Uh, and we cleaned houses and businesses and churches. And, um, we had a little team going and everybody on the team had to be an honor student in college. So we had a lot of smart kids working for us. They could only work part-time that way they didn't get burnout on it. Um, but that was one of my favorite businesses to, to, to have and to run. And it wasn't until I left college that, that I got out of that business. So that was one of my first, uh, first businesses I really enjoyed working in. Cause you know what you get out of the Marine Corps, they basically say you can do two things. You can either be a janitor, uh, or a security guard, you know? So I said, I'll, I'll be a janitor. I can clean toilets. <laughs> okay. Um, so I know when we briefly spoke, I, I mentioned that no, no veterans like to hear it, but I'm going to say it again here. So th thank you for your service, Chad. And, I think it's interesting that um, you've decided, and we're going to get back to knee freeze because I got a couple questions there. But oh no, <laughs> I, I like that you your experience was one that um, has led you back to working with veterans. Uh, yeah, it may may not even been immediate, but what what benefit do you see both in your career for yourself, and then providing to veterans who are, are looking to purchase homes or purchase houses in your area? How how do you help them, and how how has it benefited your career? Yeah, I think it really helps. Well, in, in the big picture, I think it helps to specialize. Uh, just anybody in any business, you've got to have something that you're really good at, and it can't be everything. You can't be everything to everybody. And so early on, I became a, a VA specialist focused just on working with veterans, just with VA loans. And that gave me opportunity to be an expert in my field, to be really good at something and do it really well. And um, I think it's hard to just do everything. So that's really helped me help my clients, which of course, realtors that are working with us see that specialty, see that expertise. And so they want to continue to work with us. So that I think has really helped. And then just being a veteran myself, I, I can't relate to everybody. I, I don't have PTSD, but I've had a lot of clients that do or that have that are working through a lot of issues from the military and uh, things that they have to deal with. And so I can relate in some ways with my experience of being in the military, but also just my experience of working with many other veterans over the years, 18 years of doing this, uh, has helped me, I think, help the veterans that are now coming in, coming into my business to work with me, uh, because maybe I work with somebody that's struggling with the same thing before, and I can kind of relate to them, you know, in a way that uh, helps them feel comfortable working with us, 
because uh, you know we're a mortgage bank, you know, and that that, that whole finance banking thing sometimes sometimes can be intimidating. It's like if they don't know anything about the mortgage process, it's pretty overwhelming. And so I like to just kind of relate on a personal level that, hey, I'm a veteran myself. You know, I, I've been helping veterans for this many 18 years now. Uh, I need to understand how I can help you. So what's important to you? What, what matters to you? And let me get my whole team involved because all of us just work with veterans and you came to the right place. That's kind of how we do it. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree that the ability to specialize makes you, if not an expert, extremely knowledgeable in one area, and you can work with that specific client in a way that they would not get service otherwise. So I think that makes a lot of sense. And then, as you also hit on, having that personal tie gives you the ability to relate, at least to some level, with, with, with the veterans that you're working with. Um, do, you, do you find that the uh, ability to have realtors or real estate agents who specialize uh, in veterans with working with veterans, uh, looking with VA loans, that that helps. Is that common, or how do you, how do you uh, how do you see that in your market? I, I see generally the the more you can work with VA buyers, the more you can learn how it works, right? So the more experience you get, and so the realtors that have done multiple VA transactions certainly feel more comfortable with it. They're more confident, and therefore, when other veterans come along, they're more likely to um, support them in going VA and help them through the process. So I think for newer agents or agents that have never maybe worked on a VA transaction, just get involved with one, be a part of it, work with a veteran, and don't be afraid of it. Find a lender that knows what they're doing. They can help you through the process and, and kind of learn as you go. But the more VA transactions you do, the easier it gets. You know, so VA is, in my mind, way easier than a conventional loan. But for most lenders, it's just the opposite, right? So I think the same thing goes for realtors. If they want to work with veterans, go out of their way to do it, but learn what, you know, how to help veterans and how, how to communicate with them and what to say and not say. And, you know, there's, there's a lot to learn there. And I think it's just a matter of experience. Uh, but also I'm rolling out content, you know, across LinkedIn and other, other platforms to help realtors specifically work with veterans because they just don't know all the time what to do or how to do it, or they have a lot of misinformation and they're sharing that with the veteran. And that makes it that much harder for us to help them because we have to reverse, you know, things they've been told that weren't accurate. This episode of Your 1230 is brought to you by Accomplished RE, helping real estate agents achieve time, location, and financial freedom. You know what I'm saying? Of course, and misinformation is is harmful to almost any process. Is there anything that you come across either in the classroom or just on a day-to-day putting transactions together that uh, you see all too common or that you would like to uh, clear up here if possible? Yes. Let's take the next three hours and I'll tell you about all the myths and misconceptions (laughs) I've heard about. Uh, So so definitely we hear about, you know, VA loans can only be used once, you know, and apparently at some point in history way back when that was the case. But VA loans can be used multiple times. A veteran can have more than one VA loan at a time. Uh, I had one veteran had four VA loans going. So it's it's always your primary residence when you first move in, but you can keep it as an investment property later after you move out. Uh, you can buy up to a four-unit property and lease out the other units. So there's a lot of flexibility there, but you can definitely use it more than once. Um, the seller really doesn't have to pay anything on a VA loan, but that's a common misconception. In fact, I, I did a LinkedIn Live just yesterday about the uh, the things that I think they should change about the VA program. And it's not so much the things that the VA program has, it's 
it's the uh, perception of it. So, for instance, the VA has inspections required for, like, termites, right, termite inspection. Not in every state, but it is in Texas and other certain states have that. Um, and that's to help the veteran catch potential issues at the beginning of the process and maybe get them corrected before they buy a house with, you know, termite issues. Um, but what happens is it's a deterrent to sellers who are concerned, well, maybe these inspections are going to bring up something. It's going to be an issue. It's just one more thing to worry about. And so even though it's supposedly be for the VA veterans benefit, sellers, because of the perception, don't really want to mess with the VA loan. Or like I mentioned earlier, not um, but, uh, that the sellers don't really have to pay anything for the veteran, but the perception is that the sellers do. And because of that, sellers a lot of times and even listing agents don't want to take that VA offer because they're worried, oh, my seller's going to have to pay for stuff, you know? And so that's a huge misconception. And there's still lenders out there that telling, telling the buyers and the agents that, that the seller has to pay something. So that's really, it's the perception of how it really works that creates the problem there. And outside of that perception or just under the general cloud of misinformation, have you found, and this is speaking generalities, that there's ever a reason why a veteran should not do a VA loan and look to conventional? Or is it you know, 99 times out of 100 that the VA loan offers more to the veteran as a buyer? Yeah, so it's interesting to use that number. That's about what I usually say, 99 out of 100 is usually when it makes sense. But I don't say 100%. Uh, and the reason is that if you're putting down anything less than 20%, Really, VA is typically going to be the very best option because anything less than 20% down on another program, you're likely going to have mortgage insurance, so the costs are going to go up, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but if you've got somebody with strong credit and putting down 20%, uh, then at that point, I would at least compare it with VA, conventional and VA back and forth, to just see in this particular case, does that make sense to do that or not do, you know, go one way or the other. A um, couple of things to consider. There is the VA funding fee that pays for the VA program. Um, half the veterans out there don't pay it because if you're a disabled veteran, even a 10% rating, you don't pay that VA funding fee. But if you're comparing VA to conventional, you want to look at that funding fee. If you're, for instance, not if you're a disabled vet, you're not paying the funding fee on VA, then it makes it even more uh, come out probably ahead of a conventional loan. But if I'm having to pay a large VA funding fee, for instance, on VA, and I have 20% down to go conventional, you know, maybe conventional makes more sense in that case. But I would have the lender put it in writing so you can exactly see why one case is better than the other. Uh, and then the other thing is just market conditions. Uh, frankly, last year when it was, a, you know, almost all cash offers in certain areas and a lot of conventional offers, um, if, if somebody could go conventional or VA, we're flipping some of them to, to conventional because it was easier to get their offer accepted. Many times simply because of the perception that a conventional loan was easier. Uh, and then during that same time, uh, ironically, uh, conventional loans were taking much longer for appraisals and VAs were getting knocked out in two weeks. So people were flipping a conventional to make it easier for themselves and actually VA would have been a shorter a shorter path. So um, it's interesting, but it changes with the market too. Yeah, I would say it's clear with our conversations and, and, and even talking today that the two things that, that come across is that you're very knowledgeable about the products and that you're always looking for what works for that specific client. There is not that one size fits all or here's a bucket that, that should should work, that there are Agreed. mitigating circumstances and that's very clear the way you I think that's out. how you stay in the business and stay, stay relevant is by taking care of people. And I've had times where I was not the best option for somebody, they, they were better off on something completely different that we didn't offer. And you know how it works, if you can get them that to that other person that can help them, it's they're not gonna forget you, you know, and, and people recognize that. So. Uh, we always do whatever we can to take care of them, and people tend to come back in one shape or form where they send a friend or something, and next thing you know, you're helping somebody else. So uh, 
I love what I do and I enjoy helping people. And I think veterans are appreciative of other veterans and just other people that support them and do things that help them use their military benefits. Uh, and not everybody on my team is a veteran, so you don't have to be a veteran to help a veteran. I don't want to put that out there that that's an issue. <laughs> so that's, I just want to highlight there again, the high integrity and the willing to, willingness to collaborate is, is going to make business down the line a lot easier in that instance. And I wanted to ask then, as you mentioned it, how is it, what's a good starting point for somebody who may not have a military background but wants to work with veterans? Is it, I, I would assume that there's, it would be helpful to be in a team like yours, but what's a good first step for somebody who's interested in working in this market? Yeah, so are we talking about from a realtor perspective as a, a real estate agent? Uh, lending, agent, whatever, you know, which, whichever would be easier. Or somebody looking to, to, I'm not a veteran, but I want to help veterans. How, sure. how can they kind of take that first step? Yeah, I guess you have to look at what, what you're really good at. Um, you know, if, if you're a numbers person, certainly I would look at the industry and, and uh, work for a company that specializes in VA loans. Um, because, uh, you know, I was with a company for many years, an excellent local company that I really enjoyed working for, but they didn't specialize in VA. And so when I left there, it was to come to the you know largest VA purchase lender in the country. So I want to be part of a company that focuses on what I focus on. So I think you know finding a team that does that would help. And certainly if you're a realtor or new to the business, you know finding finding a real estate team that maybe focuses on veterans or even has just a subset or a group or a special program that focuses on veterans because they're likely to have the uh, experience you know of working with them to be able to teach you how you know how it works and. Uh, how to help a veteran and it probably gets you in the right circles, I guess you could say. Uh, but my recommendation is, is to anybody getting into the business from the lending side or the sales side, uh, buying and selling things like that, uh, is to go under somebody that's already done it, that's done it really well. So if I started back in the business, I would find the top producer in the play in, in, in my area and I would just go work for them. I'd work for free until they until it's like they had to pay me because they don't want to lose me. You know what I mean? That, that's how I would do it. Because I spent many, many years learning and figuring stuff out that I really, going to the right person, I could have learned faster. Um, but that being said, the person I started under, I literally did go to somebody out of the blue that was close to my house, and I said, hey, I want to I wanna come work for you uh, for free. Just pay me if I, if I bring any business in the door. And, and she taught me the business. Um, uh, but she was kind of a smaller producer, not interested in, you know, having a big team. But I think if I would have gone right in and found a team that might have made things happen a little faster, I don't know. But I'm also an impatient person. I like to make things happen faster. Uh, so um, anyhow, I think learning from somebody that's already done it and done it well is a great way to get into any business and, and move through it faster. Yeah, I you think know? that's great advice for most sectors, if not all. Um, taking kind of kind of changing pace here, you have mentioned the uh, Neat Freaks cleaning business, and you've mentioned the aerobic class, which is not part of your bio. No, we're not going there. We're not going there. No, we're not going there. <laughs> but anything else that's not in your bio that your friends know or that, that we should know about you? You know more than my friends now, now that I shared that with you. <laughs> I don't know anybody knows about that. Um, I, I don't know. That's a good one. It's uh, All I've been thinking about, honestly, for, for quite a long time is VA loans and helping veterans. It's kind of been my world, you know. My kids... Uh, funny they call me a VA loaner you know what does dad do he's a VA loaner I was like great <laughs> VA loaner I don't that's just what they came up with but um I, I don't know I I uh I I just enjoy what I do I like numbers finance um uh, you know I first uh, went to get a VA loan for myself um I was able to get one but the person doing it I was kind of I wasn't talked out of it I was able to get it but other people were basically telling me oh it takes more time it's more paperwork you don't want that conventional is a lot easier and all this 
and I'm a numbers guy, I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, VA is so much better than these other programs. Why would I not use a VA loan? So years later when I had the opportunity to kind of choose a career path and it was like, you know what, I'm going to go do VA loans. And, um, I've been just ever since my very first purchase loan was a veteran that had his entire life saving him, him and his wife, their entire life savings taken by a financial advisor. So here they are. They, they lost almost everything they had in Colorado, moving to Texas to be closer to family. And here they are sitting down with a, a, a new guy, which they didn't know how brand new I was, but a new guy in the business um, to buy a house. And here they're going to have to trust another person now with their finances. Right. And it was just, I was like, wow, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, but all I did, I was just going to be myself. I was going to just try to help them. I didn't know everything about mortgages, of course, because I was new to the business, but I understand how numbers work and how I could potentially help them. And so we just sat down and, and just kind of talked through it and eventually ended up closing on that house for them a couple months later. And um, it was a great experience. And because it was such a great experience, I, and I had not decided I was going to be a VA specialist at that point, but once that transaction went through and I realized how how well that went and how much I learned from them just getting to know them and helping them get through this process um, I, I just had to just keep working with veterans and that's it I was like I'm gonna be a VA specialist and that's all I'm gonna do <laughs> and it, that's all it took you know and it worked out great I, I really enjoy um, that specialty that we talked about earlier being a specialist um, it's funny because the VA or somebody in the compliance department says they have to call myself an expert. It can't be VA specialist or something. It has to be expert. But expert makes it sound like I know everything, and I don't. I'm still learning stuff, you know, all the time in the business. It's amazing. I think that's the nature of real estate, though. You're you're always learning something new. There's there's changes in the market and that kind of thing. Um, but um, but yeah, that's that's my story. <laughs> It's a it's a good one, and, and I'm with you on the expert. The term in general makes me kind of cringe, so I, I don't like it when I see it, and I refuse to ever call myself that anything. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I, I joke that real estate is kind of like the ocean. It's always going to keep coming, and you're probably not going to know everything about it ever, so you've got to kind of be okay with that. I agree, um, yeah. And you've done a really good job today explaining um, how – working with veterans makes sense, makes sense for you, and, and how that's a, a great specialty. How did you get involved in, in loaning or mortgages altogether to start? Yeah, I've got to, I've got to figure that one out. Uh, I don't remember what it was that triggered that. Um, I've just always been interested in real estate, and so that kind of made sense, and the finance side of it. Um, you know what, ever since the pandemic, everything's a blur on dates. I don't even know when all this happened. <laughs> I just know I've been in the business 18 years. Uh, but um, I remember hearing something. It's funny. I remember telling somebody about it. I think it was like a father-in-law or something. And, and um, yeah, I'm going to go in the mortgage business. And, oh, that's good. They make a lot of money. I was like, I didn't even know that. Like, really? That's good. That's good to hear. Uh, but uh, I think it's because you also work like crazy. It's like real estate. You, you've got to, it, it's, it, you know, it, it takes a lot of your time, your energy, your resources. Uh, there's a lot to the to make it happen. Um, that's why I built a team. I think another thing for realtors I would really like to reiterate is building a team. And a team can be one person that's your assistant that helps you do all the stuff you're not good at and, um, and, and makes it possible for you to focus on what you are good at so you can grow and learn and not hate the business because it's easy to burn out in real estate, real easy. Um, in fact, I think I did it a couple times, but I never left. I just kept kind of plodding through it and trying to find another way to make it work. But now I've got a team of, 10 of us, not a huge team, but 10 of us 
six in Austin, four in Colleen, Texas. Uh, so two different branches. And we cover the state of Texas. And you can do everything pretty much virtually now. Uh, even when we do loans for people in Austin, they don't come into the office. Everybody just does it through email, phone, and that kind of thing. Um, we try to get on the phone as much as we can so we can actually talk to them and not just make it a completely digital email experience, right? Uh, but, um, yeah, that's – I don't even know the answer to exactly when and or why I chose it. I just know it felt right and the opportunity was there. And uh, and then once I started doing it, I just – I loved it. And especially that very first – that very first uh, client that used the VA loan. It was my second loan I'd ever done. I actually did a refi before that, and I wish I hadn't done that refi because I was like, the, I wish I could say my first loan was a VA. Um, but I was close to that family for years after, uh, and, and it was kind of, I was kind of their adopted son, I guess, at some point, just because we were connected on that whole experience of just buying a house. Uh, and ironically, their, uh, their son worked at a bank, and their bank was not able to do better than I could do and I was like, wow, I'm brand new at this, but I can beat out this kid, you know, at this, and they're going with me instead of their son that works at a bank. So that felt good, too. It was like, OK, I can do this, you know, and, and I just felt like it was a good place for me to be. Um, and then I, 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 I really enjoy teaching. So honestly, I feel I'm an educator more than a, a loan officer, you know, especially now with my team taking over a lot of the process. I'm more on the front end of generating the business, but also answering the questions when the calls come in and. I love teaching. My parents were both teachers and uh, my wife's a librarian, but she was a teacher before. And I just come from that whole realm of teachers and educating. And I think that's so important for veterans and the VA benefit. And with all that misinformation that's out there, it just helps to have a source where you can share that. And that's why I'm working really hard to get more of that out. And it takes a lot of time, as you know, to do that through social media and other, other platforms where we can share the information um, just like my very first podcast that I did, which was today <laughs> with you. I'm trying to get this information out there. I want to help veterans. That's that's the message. Well, I, I am so honored that I get to be your first podcast interview. And what, what comes across is the amount of knowledge you have, the, your willingness to share it with, with people that are interested in learning about it and, and then helping those who can most benefit from it. Uh, I, have, I have an advice question from you. Uh, sure. Actually, two areas I, I'd like if you could. First, you mentioned hiring a team. What are some good best practices or what have you found has been helpful when bringing in others to work with you, either uh, from a personality, a talent standpoint, or, or kind of building out that team either from scratch or, or expanding what you have? What, what, what are some things that have been helpful for you? Boy, I have a lot to learn in that area, to be honest. I think that's one of my weakest, weakest points. Um, I definitely think I hire for personality. Uh, we like to get people in with experience, but I've had, um, I've had where people, I guess we've had some recruiters or people within the HR department to the end part of a larger company, even though I have the, my own branches here in Texas, uh, we do have an HR team and they've had times to interview people. And one of my very favorite people on my team, they said, look at, they don't have the experience, but we had such a good call with her. We want you to just, you know, maybe just consider having a call. And I did. And I was like, come on in, let's just meet. And as soon as I met her, I was like, we got to hire her. I, we'll, we'll teach her what she needs to know. You know, and I have a, a lot of people on my team are just like that. That's, uh, that's how it's been. So I think personality comes first. It's got to be that fit of, hey, this person's going to be honest and, and treat the clients great no matter what the re you know, if, if they think they're better off going somewhere else, they're going to tell that client that. Or, or if they find something in the loan process that reason why we should not do that loan, they're going to be honest about it. You know, they're, they're going to tell us, they're going to be open about it. It's not, 
it's not a game to them. They get that this is serious. It's a major financial investment by our clients. And we have a lot of, you know, I guess, fiduciary kind of responsibility for them. So uh, personality is the first thing. Um, you know, we do try to have a minimum of what we look for, you know, so you're looking at, you know, defining exactly what you want, what you need. Uh, we have had a couple of people join our team from our corporate office in Missouri. They actually moved to Texas and uh, became that, that was one of the huge benefits I had. I had one person specifically come and join us right in the beginning. And that really helped to uh, build our team out. He's been with the company 15 years now, been with me for eight years. And so that helps. So you got, you got to keep looking for those people because that's how you it's one at a time. There's, I don't have any secret sauce here. One person at a time. Uh, I really think I wish I would have started sooner because when you're trying to make it and you're trying to make just enough money to make a living for yourself, you're not thinking, hey, I need to hire an assistant and spend some money. But I, if I went back, I would have done it. I would have, I'd go back. I would hire an assistant to just, even if they're part-time and then you make them full-time and and then you hire one other person and then you, you know, and you, that helps you grow. And then you hire one other. It just, um, I had a friend of mine get in the business and he, hired like 30 something people in the first couple months and built this huge team, got this huge office. And I was so impressed. I was like, dude, that's awesome. You know, and he asked me to come over there to be, uh, it was, it was a, it's a long story, but <laughs> basically I was like, you know what, my thing's working. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But my thing was, I'm going to do it really well, one person at a time. And I don't want to be like, Oh, I grew really quickly, but now my service really sucks. You know, I, I don't, I didn't want that. I needed it to continue to be as good as possible all the way through. So um, he really struggled with that. It hit him hard because you can't you can't make everybody do everything the right way when you grow that fast. And so that whole thing imploded and he had to shut it down. Uh, and he's still a friend of mine. He's making a killing now doing other businesses and things. But for me, it was that gradual growth. You have to have it. You can't just stay still, but not trying to grow for the sake of growth, you know, growing so that you can help more veterans grow so that you can help more realtors. But not so much that, hey, I'm doing twice as much volume, but now I can't even provide service, you know. So it's not that hard to hire an assistant. And I think a lot of people can hire like a virtual assistant to start. So I just think something like that can really help you get away from the stuff that you're really not good at and give you more time to focus on the things you are. I just find it work. It worked for me. Yeah, I, th I, I agree that the growth for the sake of growth uh, mindset is one that can lead you into a many other problems you may not have considered and i like the advice on the hiring for personality or hiring for fit and then worrying about experience or, or other things like that later and it kind of dovetails to one of my last questions here uh, you mentioned that over the last couple of years it's i mean you work in a very large state so you have a lot of geography to cover and you're not seeing a lot of your clients face to face or in office anymore so you've got to build that relationship uh, specifically as you talk about your first clients how you were able to work with them and have them trust you. How do you build that trust? How do you build that relationship when you're not in the same room or when you may just be doing it all virtually, Zoom, phone calls, emails? How, do, how, how has your business shifted there? Yeah, that's a great question, Mike, because um, we struggle with that because we don't have that with the kind of relationship I have with my first VA buyers. We don't have that with everybody or with a lot of them because you just don't have that same sitting down in person connection, right? It's just not there. But I think we win them over with our experience and expertise. I think that's all it's been. And being responsive. I, I, I think some of the, it's the soft skills that I think sell people much more than, than all the other stuff. So it's that we reply quickly to calls and emails, that we, we're responsive to inquiries or concerns, or we help explain everything when they don't understand it. It's that just kind of walking through the process. So it's like, hey, I heard, you know, 
everybody hears how hard it is to buy a house. I went through it, you know, it was four years ago to buy this house. And I know the process start to finish. And it was still incredibly stressful to me, even though I knew exactly how the loan worked. I know exactly what the realtor's doing. Uh, the whole thing, I knew every step of it. And yet I still was stressed because it's, it's just, there's nothing easy about it. Uh, but I think when we can reduce that stress for our clients, by simply getting the questions answered quickly, not having them worry or you know worry about things they don't understand, uh, taking the time to um, give them a flow chart at the beginning of the process. This is how it works. This is what we're going to do step by step. Um, we have an update system that I created when I first got in the business and have essentially just been tweaking it over the years. It just keeps everybody on the same page. Uh, we include the title company on that as well, both realtors, the buyers, and the title company. And the title companies over the years have always said we just love that because now you're keeping us in the loop. We know exactly where we're at. We know the expectations. And I think that's the way to do it in a whole digital process we have these days. It's just to keep it all, you know, connected uh, and, and be responsive. I think the, the biggest thing people don't like is not being replied to or just having to wait. Be like, I don't know, is he going to get back to me today, next week? You know, and we don't have a voicemail that says, you know, leave your message. We'll get back to you within 24 hours. I mean, that's a whole other day. That doesn't count. That's not how you do business. So it just says, leave your message. We're going to get back to you as soon as we're available, which is as soon as we get off that next call. So um, I think that's that's the key, being responsive and being supportive of your clients because you're, um, you're lucky to have them. You know? And in fact, I used to have something on my monitor that reminded me uh, it was three things. Be calm, be helpful, and be thankful. Because if I'm being helpful, no matter what, I'm going to help them get somewhere. So it's, going to, it's going to be a good thing. Being calm is important in this business because it's a lot of times that I did not want to be calm. So I'd be calm, be, be, be helpful. And then after that, be thankful because they could have called anybody. So, you know, sometimes phones are ringing off the hook. You're like, oh my God, I can't get, you know, gosh, another phone call. It's like, wait a minute. I need to be thankful for that call because I worked hard to get it and somebody is calling me instead of somebody else. So I better take that call with as much gratitude as I can. Uh, but that's how I kind of see the world. I, I love that. That's uh, some wonderful advice to close out on. Uh, my last question, where can our uh, listeners find you, Chad, if they want to find out more about you or what you do, or if they are a veteran in Texas looking to work with the uh, best best loan officer around? Oh, hey, I'll take that. ChadBowman.com. That's all. Pretty easy. Just that my name. That'll get you there to our, our mortgage website. And then there's also a tab for events, and that's where I have all my BA classes. Uh, mostly right now it's just for Texas realtors. Um, technically, most of that information would apply nationwide. But I don't want to throw somebody off that's outside of Texas. I might talk about something that doesn't apply to their state. So for me, I'm just in Texas at this point. Right, Mike? <laughs> at this point. We're always improving, always growing. But not there you for go. the sake of growing. And, and so I'll make sure to include links to all that, including your LinkedIn material. Uh, my last question before I let you get out of here. What didn't I ask you today that I probably should have? What didn't you ask me today? I don't know. You asked me a lot of questions. Um, that's, that's my job. I don't know. What have you not asked me? Uh, that's, I don't know. Uh, I, you stumped me, Mike. You got me on the last question. All right. It happens yeah, sometimes. That means you did a darn good job, so I appreciate that. Thank you I'll for having me here today. Thank you job any day. Thank you, Chad. This was a lot good of stuff. fun. I look forward to next time. You're fun, man. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Thank you for sticking around to the end of the podcast. If you've made it this far, you might also be interested in a digital course I recently published. It's on how to market-proof your real estate business for any environment, any conditions, any market. 
It's uh, about two hours. It's available at the uh, link uh, in the show notes. If you use discount code podcast, it is available at 50% right now. So uh, like I said, if you've made it this far, who knows, you might be uh, interested in that as well. So check that out and we look forward to uh, you coming back next week.